0: Hey y'all and welcome to the NOLCAST Instant Reaction Podcast. Louisville 48 FSU 16, uh, not the result that we were looking for there. NoCast Instant Reaction is brought to you by Homefield Apparel. Check out all their cool retro Noles gear. Promo code NOLCAST gets you a discount pretty awesome. Not as awesome the game. If you guys are new to the show, uh, the Instant Reaction Podcast is not edited. I just go, you know, live to tape and we put it on the internet. Uh, as quickly as possible for you, and that's just what we do. If I screw up, I'll just stop and keep talking again. I'm not going to go back and edit it. We just want to get this out to you as fast as possible. Then I go back and watch the show along with Ingram and a couple of our sources, and we figure out exactly what happened, uh, as if there was any mystery this time, and we give you that longer show uh, that we do on Monday evening. So, uh, yeah, 48-16. This game actually entered garbage time in the fourth quarter. Not, uh, Not really not really what you were looking for there. Uh, a couple people on Twitter saying hey we we, we called it, you know, a uh, null cast preptice for the the idea that you know we would get blown out. I I disagree with that. We we didn't say that that FSU would get blown out. We said they could get blown out. That that the the potential range of outcomes in this game was so wide uh that uh you know that we didn't know what was going to happen. And in fact, we forgot to make a prediction in the preview show. We just went over the factors that would decide the game and we totally you know, forgot uh, to make a prediction. So ultimately, not uh, not what you're looking for there. We also said, you know, we had sources on this team who said some of these guys have, have loser habits, and they openly questioned if they would be able to sustain some of the good things that they did in prior weeks. And I think today we, we saw uh, that in some ways they were not able to sustain some of that. And in some ways, uh, you know, what they were doing, uh, what they were being asked to do was different. than than what they were having to do in previous weeks. I usually just start offense and and then go defense. We'll we'll just, we'll stick with that. Yes, the defensive side of this is is coming. cast Instant Reaction Podcast, also brought to you by Louisiana Hot Sauce, Madison Social and Township. Resolution Home Loans, 844-FSU-LOAN, and Congruity. Congruity is your business optimized. Really appreciate their support, even during a tough season. Listenership still doing pretty strong for us. So, uh, before garbage time, FSU's offense put up 5.1 yards per play. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty poor. Uh, if you had told me pregame that FSU would have 5.1 yards per play, I would have basically told you they had zero shot to win the game. Louisville's defense is not a great defense, uh, but it made some important adjustments, I think, after seeing about 10 quarters of Jordan Travis Play quarterback, and of course, you know Jordan Travis was there at Louisville. Not sure how many people on Scott Satterfield's staff ever saw him play because he he transferred, you know, pregame, but or or, before Satterfield's first season at Louisville. But ultimately, uh, he's a liability through the air. Um, We said this. We 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 got a little bit of a chuckle out of the idea that you know he would be a cause for uh, for Purdy to transfer out or for Altmaier not not to want to sign and we said look guys like he, he can't he, he's not he's not really a passer you know he, he can't really throw from the pocket when they get in long down in distance drives for the knolls are dead and we'll see if he can improve in this area but so far he he really can't ultimately 14 of 32 for 141 yards before he, he left the game looked like he was a little, little bit banged up uh 14-32 of for a buck 41, one touchdown, one pick. Should have had more interceptions, to be honest. Uh, th- threw a couple up that, that Louisville dropped. Um, also should have had some more catches. I'll, I'll speak about that in a moment. But this is yet another game where we're, you are know, under 50% passing. Now, that's fine as long as you hit the big shots. But, but he really didn't. Um, and as soon as FSU got behind the chains, its offensive line was exposed because... It can't really pass protect for any kind of drop back stuff. FSU on the day in passing downs before garbage time, 6 of 25. I mean, that's that's pretty poor, uh, you know, so not going to work. Even worse here, Let's let, let's focus on this. They were 4 of 11 r- success rate running the ball on passing downs. They were only 2 of 14 success rate throwing the ball on passing downs teams are going to stop giving FSU runs on passing downs if if they're going to convert you know close to 40 percent with those they're just going to say okay beat us throwing the ball and I'm not convinced FSU can the run game overall was pretty good 6.6 yards a carry before garbage time but again I mean like if that's all you have you're, you're kind of capped as to how many points you can score. And FSU in this game only scored 16 points. Um, you know, the big thing Louisville did, I, I think, in this ballgame was the, you know, they they stopped allowing just the the crazy explosive plays that they had been allowing. And that was, you know, that was something that, that had, had plagued this Louisville defense that FSU needed to, they basically needed Louisville to continue screwing up, things like that. And Louisville uh, was not fooled on some of the things that prior teams fooled on and fsu was the uh was the unfortunate recipient of an improved defensive performance by the cardinal i did go i, I did see some some encouraging things I, I thought there was a little bit more progression of some of the option stuff today they, they had a couple tendency breakers on offense that will go we'll, we'll go into more on the monday show uh, but damn man just not uh not really not not able to sustain what they had done on offense in the prior week. Not not entirely surprising. We, we wondered when a team would have some counter punches for them. Uh, we knew that some team would. I wasn't really sure that it was going to be Louisville. Uh, but, you know, it, it was. Florida State's receivers also really didn't help. Uh, they had a couple crucial drops, I thought, before garbage time, which, which hurt Jordan. You had a series there where Jordan misses the ball to Cam McDonald. Just a, a bad throw. Uh, then you have a drop by... I think it was Wilson or Helton, one of the two. And then you have um you have another screw up and it kinda kinda gets them off schedule on that drive in which they, they don't they don't score any points. Um only two plays of twenty plus yards before garbage time is another thing to look at. FSU did not hit either of their goals on offense before garbage time. Um, you know, the explosiveness goal that we set didn't hit it I think we said what over 15 percent explosive plays didn't hit that Uh, and then we wanted FSU to have uh, what was it here yeah uh, three and out percentage under 20 percent well they were like 45 percent of drives going going three and out or worse uh, before uh, before garbage time so you know really uh, really not a good day for the offense I I think this is an example of just how limited this offense is Ultimately, and that's just something you gotta, something you gotta deal with. Now let's switch sides here because the offense wasn't good. The defense played really poorly. Um, I mean, this was a new challenge for them that they had not faced in prior weeks. We discussed this. How, how would they, how would they handle the zone blocking stuff of, of Louisville? How would they, you know, handle some of the cutback stuff, some of the cut blocks? How would they, they land, how would they handle some of their, their integrity issues on defense? And uh, ultimately, they, they handled it poorly. Uh, Louisville clearly came into this game with a plan to capitalize on FSU's aggression, especially against the run. And in this case, uh, they did so extremely well. FSU was very aggressive against the run. Uh, they brought a lot of blitzes. FSU did not get home on those blitzes very often uh you saw guys playing not very disciplined football I, I i think that's you know both on on coaching but also on on the players to some extent I, i'm not going to you know judge this thing like crazy um you know as, as it's a year, year zero situation with a new staff and you might say hey you know, it's it's you know it's the seventh game of the year or whatever it is or fifth or whatever but look it's still a year zero situation they're still going to be learning and growing on the job basically the entire year. So that's just how it's going to be. And you're probably going to have some serious growing pains next year too because next year is going to be like their first you know, real season under this coaching staff. Um, but yeah, the, the over-pursuit, the the lack of, of gap integrity, uh, allowing the cutoffs on the backside, some of the, some of the, the foolish penalties that, that they made. Now look, we, we told you guys when they hired Mike Marvell that they were going to commit penalties. Like this whole idea of them being a disciplined football team and all this stuff is not really what Mike Norvell's teams do. They're not. They're, they're very penalized. They're one of the most penalized teams in the nation. Um, but, you know, I think you can clean up some of those things, potentially. Ultimately, the big plays that we talked about, FSU needs to knock you up the big plays and see if Louisville, see if their offense can actually, uh, you know, drive the ball, be consistent from down to down. Yeah, uh, that didn't really happen. FSU we, we, we said that we wanted them to allow four or fewer plays of 30, you 30yard know, passes, 20-yard rushes. Again, they allowed plays before garbage time here 66, 58, 42, 70, 35, 33 and 41. I mean, just a tremendous amount of Louisville's yardage in this game came on an enormous plays, just huge backbreaking plays that many times were, were, were the result of, of busts of over pursuit of, of, of a defense that is not it's just not there yet, you know, and we'll see um, some of the solutions that they implemented last week for the UNC scheme, which they have seen something similar as far as the blocking against Notre Dame. It didn't work quite as well in this game. I mean, that's kind of a, a duh statement there, but Elliott, but that's just what it is. They, they, they they were not prepared, um, you know to, to handle that, and you know we'll we'll see how how well they do going forward. They, they get a they get a bye week coming up, and then and then they get pit, uh, which you know, which should be pretty interesting. Uh, pit, which as I'm recording this, I believe is losing to Notre Dame. Uh, saw a couple good things. Saw Jordan Young catch the ball fairly well. You know, saw Brendan Gant make some decent tackles, uh, but ultimately here just defense really didn't give you much of a chance to win and the offense was was not good enough either r- really at all um uh, now back to the drawing board we'll, we'll see we'll see what they're able to do now you may have seen a guy come in in the last couple of minutes of the game it was uh it was kind of encouraging to see Chavit party come in true freshman Brooks his collarbone in this in the in the, uh, in the fall camp and i believe the first scrimmage and he comes in now. He went 0 of nine in the game, which is not the best way to start your start your your career. Uh, ran around pretty well, honestly. Like like look like, like he had some good mobility. Jordan Travis fairly banged up. Purdy had I think two drops. W- would have had a would have had a passing touchdown, and uh, th- that was dropped there at the end as well. I mean, he's cr- he's a true freshman who who didn't get spring practice. He, how he looked is not particularly surprising, and we'll see how much they can develop him. But, you know, this is a year zero situation, guys. I, I wouldn't get all I wouldn't get all super shook up about this. Every time FSU plays, I'm just thinking, man, I'm really glad that we have football this year. Part of that's because I make my living covering football. Okay, a big part of that. But I, I really do love watching these games. And, you know, uh, just very, very excited to see what can happen as this team grows and, and, and see what they can be under Mike Norvell. This loss only counts as one loss getting blown out doesn't count as two losses but certainly disappointing it and we'll have to see if uh if these guys want to keep fighting maybe the staff can use this as a bit of of motivation of of, hey you you guys think you're you you think you're it and uh maybe you're not just yet maybe need to keep working maybe need to get some of the uh some of the loser habits um (laughs) uh Eric and Bradstreet shout out here just on Twitter. Hit us up, but y'all need to pick up a mental health counselor as a sponsor. I need somebody to talk me through why obsessively refresh my podcast feed for the instant reacts, even after games like that. Masochism. Yeah, guys, just look, just, I I really encourage y'all to, to watch the games, enjoy them as, as learning experiences and just say, okay, like this guy could help you next year. This guy could help us this year, next year, that type of stuff. Um, yeah, man, I'm just looking over our, our pregame notes, and it's just it's just disappointing. Literally, Louisville has good backs. Cunningham's still a pretty dangerous runner. They don't have the same level offensive line this year. Dead last and stuff rate. They make a lot of mistakes. If FSU limits big plays, Louisville will probably make some mistakes and, and give you a chance. Different challenge than the last two weeks since Louisville's all zone-blocking. Notre Dame and UNC were mostly, mostly man-gap scheme. Pass, play-action-based, very explosive offense. They do give up some sacks. Uh, Atwell and Fitzpatrick are going to be the vast majority of their targets. Uh, FSU will pro- probably play more zone this game due to quarterback mobility and Louisville speed. Yeah. Um, also, we said make Louisville win in the red zone. You know, Louisville did win in the red zone. Now, they also had scoring plays of you know, 58 and 70. So, that's there is that. But, yeah. All right. Um, also, hope that Ron Dugans and James Blackman uh, get better. They were at home today with uh, with with an illness. So I will see you all Tuesday morning on your podcast feed. Take care.